Welcome to this episode of Sunday Reprise, where we bring the church to you and deliver nothing but the truth. Brought to you by Maranatha Family Church International Ministries in Davao City, Philippines. We hope this message will bless you. Let's go. Uh, again, today we are going to break uh, the, the series that we're doing on famines in the Bible. Uh, for many reasons okay so i don't want to enumerate it but the thing is uh the next uh supposedly the next uh part is uh famine in the time of elisha so wait for it maybe uh next week because uh god called for a seven year famine during the days of elisha that's in uh second kings uh, chapter eight okay so that will be next week for today we're going to talk about uh, what I entitled F3 response. What do, why do we need to respond? Because uh, we know that, uh, yes, we, uh, we, we're doing a series on famines in the Bible. Um, and so, uh, but the most important and the most urgent, okay, concerning famines um, is the famine that the Lord Jesus Christ prophesied about okay because it is the lord himself who mentioned these famines that is coming ahead of us um you you'll see that in matthew 24 mark 13 luke 21 so um and uh, those uh, passages from the synoptic gospels uh, the summary the summary okay or the arranged of sequence, oh, there is a pattern that you can, you know, look at also, you can check in Revelation chapter 6. But the one uh, mentioned in Revelation chapter 18 is a famine that is, you know, uh, that uh, I believe we will not see. You know, I, I, I'm more than 100% we will not see the, the famine in Revelation 18 because that famine is... Uh, a judgment uh, of the Babylon the Great. Okay, so I I don't have the time to discuss more uh, concerning that, but we know from Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke 21. Uh, do we have this the verse? Uh, yes, that uh, Jesus said there is a famine. So let me read that to you. Before I explain to you F3 response, let's. Uh, let, allow me to uh, explain why are we responding to this in F3, okay? <laughs> so the, there will be three F, ah, F, star words with starting with letter F <laughs> that I will be discussing today that I want to impress in your hearts today. But before that, why do we need to respond? What, what are we responding, uh, you know, from? Or about um, Matthew 26, uh, uh, 24 verse 6 says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Is this happening today? Yes. Okay. But Jesus said, See to it that you are not alarmed. He said, Such things must happen. So, number one, the first F, okay, the first F is fear not. Okay. Fear not. That's the first F. All right? Uh, fear not. Again, number one, fear not. Okay, why? Why? 
Because the Lord said, See to it that you are not alarmed. Such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Okay? And then verse 7 says, Nation will rise against nation. That, is, that means ethnic against ethnic. The same with Russia versus Ukraine. Uh, they came from same people. Okay? Same ethnos, ethnic group or clan. Okay, and then it says kingdom against kingdom. Now, this is now country, one country against another country. Okay, so uh, Jesus said it's going to happen. And actually, it's been happening, but uh, now it's uh, in a greater scale. Okay, and then he said uh, there will be, verse 7, Matthew 24, 7 says, There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. So you see the word famines. It's there. Okay, all these are the beginning of birth pain. So this is just the beginning, okay? So uh, <laughs> this is just the beginning. This is not it yet, okay? But he said in verse 6, See to it that you are not alarmed. So fear not, fear not, fear not. Mark 13, 7 says, When you hear of wars and rumors of wars, do not, do not be alarmed. Such things must happen, okay? But the end is still to come, Okay? Nations will rise against nation, kingdoms against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places. And what? Famines. Again, the word famine. Okay? And he said, these are the beginning of birth. So that's why in, in our time today, we have entered a season where, you know, uh, it causes, you know, the events, uh, the things that are happening around us with or something uh, in families, between families, uh, it causes pain, okay? Relative, relatives, you know, it, it can cause you pain because we have entered the season of what? Birth pains, the world. It's not just a nation against nation, but even to the grassroots level. So that is normal. Get used to it now. Luke 21, the last uh, passage uh, for our foundation, okay, uh, of this topic. It says, verse 9, When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. I like this. Do not be frightened. Meaning to say, fear not. Okay, that's number one. Fear not. These things must happen first. But the end will not come right away. This is what the Lord Jesus said, okay? Luke 21, verse 9, The end will not come right away. But the thing is, these things will must happen first, all right? So it's it's been prophesied. So it's not a surprise to us, okay? To those of you who believe in God, you believe in the Bible, you've read the prophecies, you understand all of this. So I hope that uh, you're not surprised because if you're surprised, then something is wrong. <laughs> okay, and then in verse 10 it says, then he said, the Lord Jesus Christ said to them, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and famines and what? Pestilences. That's the pandemic. So pandemic will come and go, but it, it, it will not completely go away. Okay, so why do we know that? Because it's in the Bible. Pandemics. There will be more. More. Okay. Okay, famines and pestilences in various places and fearful events and great signs from heaven. That's Luke 21, verses 9 to verse 10. So I hope you're following. Uh, you need to understand that uh, whatever the Lord Jesus Christ said, okay, concerning the end times, which, are, which is upon us right now, um, will surely 
come to pass. So now, the, the good thing is, uh, we were notified ahead, okay? We were given a heads up by the Lord through His Word. And there is a song from Carmen, uh, uh, the Fear Not My Child. That's the title, okay? It says, Fear Not My Child, I'm with you always. I feel every pain and every tear I see. Fear not, my child, I'm with you always. I know how to care for what belongs to me. So you see, friends, we have a loving God. He cares for us. So even though the world will crumble and fall, you know, you don't need to fear because God is, in, is the sovereign God and he, is in, he can see it. He knows everything that's happening around us and he, he already prophesied about it. The thing is, so that we will not be alarmed, okay? And uh, that should be our first response, okay? When you read this, when you read the news, I mean, you know, you've been following the news maybe lately. You see a lot of, you know, bad things, ugly things, destructions, and all sorts of uh, things that will trouble your mind. But the thing is this, do not be alarmed. Okay, so this is my encouragement for you today. Fear not. Number one, fear not. Why? Because God is always with us. He said, I will be with you till the end of the age. So that's a promise from the Lord, Matthew 28. You see, uh, it is something that we can hold on, okay? God's promises. Okay, number two, the next F that I'd like to encourage us about, since we know that, you know, the Bible has been uh, mentioning about uh, famines, uh, the next F will be uh, farming, okay? <laughs> this is... A good response, okay? This is like Joseph. You know, Joseph the dreamer, the Lord gave a dream to Nebuchadnezzar. There's going to be what? Seven years of famine. And, huh? A Pharaoh. Ah, no. Joseph and Pharaoh. Sorry, sorry. That's right. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Pharaoh was given a dream. And so Joseph gave the interpretation that it was a seven year famine. And so they prepared, they planted, okay? But, but can God provide even if we don't plant? Yes, of course. Of course, God rained down manna on Israel, okay, for, 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 for 40 years or for as long as they were in the desert. But anyway, it is a good thing to be prepared, right? And that is why uh, because of the threat of famine, we need to prepare. So F number two is farming. F number one, what again? Fear not. F number two, farming. Listen up. Listen. This is what motivates me why I'm doing what I'm doing. We cannot provide food for everyone. If famine comes, we cannot provide food for everyone. Not even the government can supply, you know, can aid everyone every day with food. That's why we have to help ourselves too. We have to do something. So listen up. We cannot provide food for everyone, but but we can teach everyone how to grow their own food. I hope you get that, okay? We cannot 
provide food for everyone, but we can teach, at least teach everyone, motivate, influence everyone to grow their own food. That's why you see uh, a lot of you know pictures that we post on our Facebook accounts. You know why? Because we are trying to influence everyone to, hey, plant your own food because... You know, level 2 of famine, if you see the pattern in scriptures, especially in the book of Revelation, you see that your daily wages will be equal for your daily bread. Meaning to say, your one-day salary is not enough to supply, to, to provide for your needs. Why? Because your one-day salary is enough just for your daily bread, for your one-day food, for your food of the day. Now, what if you have children and they, they are, you need to pay for their education, you need to pay for the bills? Okay? So meaning to say, what if we reverse it, you know? Uh, your daily bread is coming from your backyard, okay? You're doing backyard farming, so you don't need, you know, to buy vegetables and all sorts of stuff. Why? Because it's already around your house. Okay, so your, your salary uh, is, uh, will be used now for other bills, for other things, right? So that helps, right? So that, that is just a simple idea that we wanted to share because now that we have time, you know, Joseph had seven years to prepare before the seven years of famine, okay? And so... My friends, it's better to prepare ahead of time. The longer the time to prepare, the better. Okay? So now again, uh, that is why uh, um, with this vision in mind, uh, we, we teach urban farming. Okay? This afternoon, I'm going to, you know, I am scheduled to another church to teach on urban farming for sustain sustainability and food sufficiency, okay? Uh, you know, um, now, look, I'm not an agriculturist. Of course, uh, I'm a pastor. <laughs> but, you know, I grew up in a farm. I'm, so I'm a practitioner. You can say I'm a practitioner. Uh, I grew up in a farm. Uh, we, we grew vegetables. Uh, we had a piggery. You know, I grew up. I saw... Uh, my father did all the, the mixing, the formula, formulation. And we had poultry. So, and also I take care of our goats, the American goats. Okay, they're, they're very big and tall. So they have, a, you know, a unique mood. Uh, uh, so you can say I'm a goat herder at that time. And I, I also take care of our guinea pigs, uh, earthworms. <laughs> Uh, we we had abundant source of fertilizers from animal manures because we had you know thousands of pigs, thousands of uh, chickens, and it's a poultry farm. It's a business. Okay, it's 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 the, the area is huge, and we have you know long buildings. I grew up in that environment, so I saw it. I knew it. We feed them. We help our family do uh, farming. So, but the thing is this. The situation here in the city is different. You know, you, you, fertilizer, you have to buy everything here. 
but in the in in the province in a farm setting you know it's just there <laughs> you just you just need to dry the manure and you know mix it with you know and then you have it but what about in the city that's why we're doing urban farming i'm experimenting on urban farming because i realized that uh, it's more challenging to live in a city, especially if you live in an apartment, a condo, and, and you cannot make a, a fertilizer that will smell, okay? Because your neighbors will, will petition you. So thing, my friend, is that um, it's challenging here. That's why we're, we're sharing urban farming so that those who do not have farmlands can still plant. Okay, around fill your fence with with uh, uh, pecha and and all these leafy vegetables so that you have something to eat. You know, it's really challenging, friends. I know, but you see, I'm so much encouraged by you know uh, uh, working uh, closely. You know, being blessed with our uh, consulate here, uh, Israel consulate, and I have the privilege to to join the agri uh, meetings and things like that and one thing that you know imprinted in my heart and mind uh, so i would like to thank uh, george marquez our consul george marquez because uh, you know he he takes me everywhere especially when there is an israel events etc uh, and uh, and i heard this from the deputy ambassador of israel he said you know let's just say the conclusion of 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 uh, the matter concerning the discussion with the big officers in agriculture is that why are our students not much are taking the uh what course is this i forgot um, the uh, innovation the entrepreneurship something like that why because we are used to follow whatever is being said. You know, we, we just, kung, in Tagalog, kung sa Tagalog pa, kung may nag-umpisa, nagpabili dito ng barbecue, everyone will follow, okay? <laughs> everyone will sell barbecue, right? But they said in Israel, most of Israelis, they will enroll with innovation and entrepreneurship. Why? Because we think outside of the box, See, if I read all the articles on agriculture, everybody points to the same thing. And everybody says the same thing. And so I will be confined on that one thing. Do you understand the point? I mean, you say we can no longer improve because we will always have to follow what they think. You know, concerning this is... And then the end product is this. You buy our product. You buy our fertilizer. You buy our pesticide. You buy... You know, that is the conclusion. Okay, so we are boxed in into something, into that kind of thinking. Now, what if fertilizers just like now, it's no longer available for me? In the province, in our farm before, fertilizer is abundant, so much, so free. Very wide, we have a drying area at the back and you can see fertilizers, okay, for free. But here in the city, you don't see, you have to buy it in the agri store. Now listen up. That is why, that is why this is challenging. We have to do it. Okay? So 
Uh, now I'm working on different uh, fertilizers. To, of course, this is going to be part of our curriculum in urban farming. Can you show them the first picture, the, the, the small lettuce uh, in the Kratki? Uh, what you will see here is uh, that one. Okay, so uh, you, the liquid that you see inside is a liquid fertilizer. Of course, it's it's diluted diluted already, uh, um, and. Uh, it's a challenging thing, okay? It's a challenging thing to do because I know there's a lot of uh, liquid fertilizers you see in U uh, YouTube University, <laughs> but but uh, but the thing is, if you try it, you will have root rots. You know, the root uh, those liquid fertilizers will eat. Uh, uh, will cause root rots, okay? But uh, th that's why I have to experiment in a way. Uh, there will be no root rats, all right? So th that picture that you see right there is all, okay, what you see is pure organic, okay, that picture. It's pure organic, zero synthetic, okay, all natural, okay? Most come from plant-based fermented juices. So you must understand that uh, this is uh, still uh, in the process of experimentation. Now, picture number two, can you show them? Uh, the, this is uh, yesterday. Uh, okay, so the, the bigger one. Um, of course, uh, I cannot release the technology at the moment because I'm still on phase three, but I'm excited on my phase four, okay? Which next week I will be start uh, working because I'm, I, I'm gonna start to replant. Uh, and also make uh, uh, a different process, you know, uh, innovation and a, a new process or uh, what improve things and, and, and f refine things the way I did from the previous. So um, that's going to be phase four. So w I'm excited because I already know what to do. I already have these ideas. That's why it's still on process. That's why I still can share this uh this technology okay so every step every phase means innovation it means new process improvements it means more expenses so but if you want to partner with us in, in this experiment in this project okay you can uh, connect with us and uh, you can donate of course because uh, really uh, uh, it, it means a lot of uh, money to to work on projects like this you know and uh, we're, we're just doing it by ourselves but we're 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 getting somewhere okay and uh, and what is our goal our goal is to teach everyone that they can plant they can be you know we can be sustainable okay in in what we do in in you know um, here's the thing like for instance you buy a seed and then you don't need to buy again. You buy once, but then from that seed that you grow, uh, you know, learn how to uh, um, produce seeds from that plant. Okay, so every every time you plant, you produce seeds. So practice it. That is that's why we're doing uh, urban farming, so that in the city where you live, even if you live uh, in, in in places that are you know. 
in uh, uh, a lot of uh, buildings, uh, building structures, etc. You still can plant in Singapore. Look at Singapore right now. They don't have farmlands anymore, but they're using their buildings as the as a, a top of the building to to do hydroponics, etc. Um, and so let me encourage you, my daughter Anjali, she's our youngest. I'm not going to show her picture. She doesn't like it. <laughs> is she there? But, uh, but this is her first time to plant, okay? And I want to show you one of the plant of Anjali. That's, that's yeah, show it. Okay, uh, th that's the plant. You see my hand right there? Okay, I have big hand, but uh, look at the lettuce there. It's huge, right? It's huge. So next week that will grow bigger. And and guess what? That that the lettuce was planted by a first timer. And and uh, if you ask her how easy it was for her to uh to take seed from the plant and then replant it, wow. So you see that it's going to be a cycle from seed to seed. Uh, so it, it is not impossible for us to, you know, uh, to do this, friends. We have time. So let's, you know, um, okay, th that's fine. So F number two is what? Farming. I encourage you to do farming. Last but not the, le the least, that's very important. The last letter F is fear God. Fear God. Remember from our series on famines in the Bible from the very beginning. The first famine during the time of Abraham. What's the first thing? Abraham, Isaac, all of them, okay, that were supplied by God, that were kept by God, but that were secured by God during the time of famine had one common thing, okay? They all feared the Lord and they have favor from God. If you fear God, you have favor from God. But if you don't fear God, you will be fearful of God. Okay? <laughs> you will be fearful. Why? Because not just of God. You will be fearful of everything that will happen. Because you have no security. Your security is in the hands of the Lord. That is why if you fear God, you get favor from God. So you don't need to fear. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? Wisdom. Let me read to you Proverbs 9.10, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is inside. Proverbs 14.27 says, The fear of the Lord is the fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. You see, that is the, the, uh, the fear of the Lord, what it can do to us. Another Proverbs 8.13 says, The fear of the Lord is hatred of evil, pride and arrogance and the way of evil and perverted speech I hate. Why? Because of the fear of the Lord. So you will not like evil because there is the fear of the Lord inside your heart. Last, Proverbs 16, 6 says, by, by steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. By the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. So you see, this is the fear of the Lord. If you have the fear of the Lord in your heart, you will stay away from evil. But the person who, who is into compromising does not fear God, okay? The person who can sleep with sin does not fear God. So let me uh, give you an analogy, okay, or an illustration. The fear of the Lord is like a heart compass to point us the right direction. You, un you understand? 
if the fear of the Lord is in your heart, it's like a compass that you, you look at the compass, north, south, east, and west, so you know which direction to take, right? Another thing, the fear of the Lord is like a surveillance camera for monitoring to alert you of possible threats so appropriate action can be taken. Meaning to say, if you have the fear of the Lord in your heart, it's like you have a lot of surveillance cameras around you. So you know if you're in danger, if you're in trouble, if something, you know, uh, accident prone ahead or whatever. Okay, so... Alright, so the fear of the Lord is like a filter to help you filter or decipher, identify which is which, what to do, what not to do, the thoughts to entertain, and the thoughts to reject. So that's the fear of the Lord. That is what it can do in our hearts and in our mind. So the fear of the Lord is like the inner fear that you feel when you're driving at speed and you suddenly saw a traffic enforcer. <laughs> <laughs> pointing a speed gun at you, okay? So, the, whoa, no. So, you, you you step on the brakes because you're, you're overspeeding. So, the fear that, you know, that's suddenly, you know, that kicks inside you is uh, what we call the, like, the fear of the Lord. It's like the fear of the Lord. So, if you have that, okay, if you have that and you're heading on the wrong direction, you will step on the brakes because, oh, you realize that God is... Uh, monitoring every step you do, okay? So the, the fear of the Lord is an awareness that you are in the presence of a holy God, just and almighty God, and that He will hold you accountable for your motives, for your thoughts, words, and actions. So the fear of the Lord will make you aware or conscious of God, uh, of God who is observing your every thought, your every word, and every Deed. Okay? So therefore, the fear of the Lord will keep you from what? From breaking His will. So if you have the fear of the Lord in you, you know, you are, you know, you're cautious, you know, in what you do because you don't want to break His will. So this is just like a, a summary. All right? So last scripture and then we'll end up. Okay? Hallelujah. Yes, the book of Psalms. Psalms chapter 34, verses 9 to 10. Fear the Lord, all you his saints. What again? It says what? Fear the Lord, all you his saints, for those who, for those who do so will have no need of anything. Did you hear that? It says, fear the Lord, all you his people, for those who fears Him will have no need of anything. Meaning to say, you will be provided. That is what we call favor from the Lord. Okay? Verse 10 says, Even young lions sometimes lack food and are hungry. Okay? But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. So you see, friends, this is what we call favor from the Lord. So, uh, I, can you post this one? When we walk in the fear of the Lord, we position ourselves for breakthrough. One more time. When we walk in the fear of the Lord, we position ourselves for breakthrough. This is what we call favor from God. So, fear the Lord. So, it's very clear. Verse 9 says, Fear the Lord, all your saints, for those who will do so will have 
no need of anything. So you want God to provide for you, you will make time. You see, we make time for what really matters for us. If God is important to us, uh, we cannot afford uh, to, to miss fellowship with Him, fellowshipping with Him. You know, at least you can talk to Him in a day, you know, converse and, you know, the, you, you know fear God. Spend time, talk to him, pray, okay, worship, you know. That's why sometimes I post uh, worship uh, clips in my account so that, you know, it, it uh, gives you a nudge, to, you know, to remind everyone that uh, it's good to worship the Lord, okay. <laughs> so, you see, um, if we love him, we'll always find a way to connect, okay. But if not, we will always find an excuse, we will always find an excuse not to do His will. So friends, uh, those are the three, three F3s, response, okay? Our response to a, a, a famine um, prophecy, a prophecy on famines. So this is what we're saying, you see? Uh, we see the pandemic Okay, the coronavirus, uh, and then now the wars. What's next? If, if, if you try to look at the pattern in Revelation 6, you see uh, the rider was given a corona, a crown, and he rode around. You see, uh, meaning to say he, he, he went on a journey with a crown. So he went around the world with a crown. <laughs> you see, this very symbolic, a lot of things that you read in the book of Revelation. And then the next uh, main event, the next rider will, is what? This one was given a large sword. So it, it's, it's not a crown, but a large sword, but they are riding in tandem right now. So where are they? So it, 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 you have to, you know, if you have to decipher prophecy, you, ha you need the Holy Spirit. So you understand large sword, this is great. These are weapons mass of mass destruction. Uh, large sword, it's, it's a lot of killings. And, uh, and what is next? They said the third rider is, is, is what? What is he holding in his hand? So it's up to you. Read Revelation 6. Now what I'm saying is that there is a pattern. There is a pattern, and somehow it's, 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 uh, it's happening. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's heading that way. It's like it's th that direction. It's it's uh, precisely okay. It's precisely happening according to the pattern. Okay, of prophecy. So, um, so it's like the conclusion of matthew 24 mark 13 and luke 21 so what can you do right now prepare okay and um and that is why uh, whether you believe it or not it's better okay if you don't believe this well and if it happens the famine happens it's your loss, it's your loss right <laughs> but okay if you prepare and there was no famine Good for you because you're ready with, you know, whatever happens, you're ready, right? But if you're not prepared for anything because you don't believe in Bible prophecies, then what if it comes to pass, then, then you feel sorry, right? So that's it for now, friends. Uh, I hope um, 
if you did not understand the, the exhortation for today, I encourage you to repeat the video. <laughs> Watch it again. Because I, I understand that uh, for uh, at the first part of this uh, presentation or this um, exhortation, I, I've been... Uh, speaking very fast okay I'm, i've been talking very fast so i love you all uh we have to cut it short uh, we will continue our series uh sometime next week or so um but this is an important reminder for us and i hope you you got something i i believe i hope the lord will touch you to fear him never never ever lose sight of the fear of the Lord. Never. Never lose sight. Do not allow the enemy or the things of this world take away the fear of the Lord in your heart. You have to understand. Love the Lord. Someday we're going to stand before Him. Okay? So, love you all. If you have more questions, you've been confused, uh, <laughs> uh, you can contact us. You can send us a message. But don't forget, if you don't, if you want to, 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 to practice what we, what we just taught you today, okay? But it seems like you cannot connect with the fear of the Lord. Maybe you need to be born again first, okay? So Jesus said, John 3, 7, Do not be surprised that I say to you, you must be born again. It's not about religion, friends. It's not about, again, you have to think outside of the box. Meaning to say, you, you should not be boxed by what your religious belief, you know, from our ancestors and so on. You have to think for yourself. And this is what the Lord Jesus Christ said. You have to read the Bible. Jesus said, the Savior himself said to a priest Nicodemus in John chapter 3. Read it. Any version. John chapter 3, verse 3. Unless a man be born again, he cannot see. The king. And, he, and he said in verse 7, you must be born again. Meaning you say, it's not a suggestion. It is a command. You must be born again. So if you're looking for salvation, you wanted to be saved, you want your sins to be forgiven, you want to receive eternal life, you want your name be written in the book of life, you must be born again. John chapter 3, verse 7. So that's the most important scripture just that we read today to you. If you want to be born again, okay, so contact us. Send us a message. I want to receive Jesus. I want to be part of God's family. How do I do that? Send me a message. It's free. We will answer you. We will help you. We love you. And uh, we hope uh, you will join us again next week. Um, uh, and today we're going to our second service, which is our face-to-face -face church. And so God bless you all. And now the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord makes His face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace, both now and forevermore. And everyone, all of God's people say, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, so God bless you. Bye-bye, guys. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Keep in touch with us via Facebook by going to facebook.com slash mfcdvo or search for Maranatha Family Church Davo on Facebook, where we also stream our church services. Again, that's facebook.com slash mfcdvo. God bless.